My second story is... There we go. This isn't a trending thing, but I saw it and I was like, this is actually interesting, so I wanted to talk about it. PlayStation has recently filed a patent that what you can do is a person, when they play a certain boss fight or play a certain portion of a game, they can basically upload tips that they have acquired or tips that they have to offer. They can upload those online and then people can later, if they're struggling with certain parts of the game, can then go just click a button or whatever and they can basically have access to these tips of professional gamers or whatever on how to get through these situations. So they have a patent for this, but the way it works is it's not just like a YouTube tutorial. You can get in there, you can see basically this person's walkthrough that they say this is what you should do. And if you're still struggling, then what would happen is you could basically just ping and say, hey, I'm struggling in this part. And then people who are uploading these tutorials or whatever would basically just receive a little ping saying, hey, somebody's looking for help. And then it would connect those two players. So the higher level player could actually then communicate in chat with this lower level player and help walk them through it. So basically it's a tutoring system where you can offer your services as basically a gaming tutor in a way. And then when somebody is struggling, they say, hey, I need help. And then they would connect you with other players and those players would then be able to assist you. But also they basically went through and said there in the patent, there's actually a, a thing about possibly monetizing this where if you are acting as one of these tutors, you could actually make money doing this. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if they would be paid in cash or if this would be more like you're getting like funds added to your PlayStation wallet. I'm not sure. I personally doubt that they would actually implement this. I think this is probably just one of those things where, you know, a lot of times they file patents and they're like, we just don't want anybody else to jump on it. So we want to make sure that we have the rights to this. But yeah, I saw it was, and I was kind of like, okay, that's interesting. So I figured why not share the news? And I see Antoine's not too thrilled with this. First, it destroys the fact that you can have a good challenge with the game. Imagine this on, what was this uh, cartoony boss monster, Cuphead? Oh yes, I can understand that on Cuphead because Cuphead is insanely hard for me. I'm not a pro player. On any other game, I like the Elden Ring system where you have uh, the little cardboard, uh, there's a card on the ground and it can either be a good advice or a troll. That's good because, you know, you roll the dice. Did they just monetize the fact that you play, press the start button, go from hard difficulty to normal or easy? Because that's what you do, right? It's, I want to play hard for the challenge. It's just too hard. You know what? I can't do this boss. Go back to normal. Ah, I passed the boss. Okay, I go back to hard. You know what? Not too many steps. Let's make people pay for that. And no. It's closer to, it wouldn't be so much like that as much as it would be like they're reducing the number of steps of you playing a boss, you saying, man, this is hard. And then you pick up your phone, go to YouTube and look for a walkthrough or a tutorial on how to beat the boss on YouTube. Basically, it's shortening that and then it would allow you to communicate with other people who have already beaten this boss and then they can give you advice. So it's optional. You can totally skip it if you don't like it. But yeah, it's basically saying instead of having to look up the game on YouTube and look up how to beat the boss on YouTube, it would be a much more streamlined process for that. It's not adding functionality that you don't have. It's just streamlining it. Yeah, I'm just sad for the developers who create certain buttons to make boss fight epic. Do you want an epic boss fight? Or do you just want an easy one? Yeah. Okay. On your way. 
What well, YouTube already does this, right? Yes, that doesn't mean I approve, right? That's, no, that doesn't mean you have to approve it. No, I'm very much for this idea. I think it's cool. I mean, this goes into the Steam Notes thing Matt and I talked about last week, where except like you're making your own notes, right? But I don't think games should be gated by difficulty, right? There's some games like you can't change the difficulty slider. Why? I want to play this game. This is cool. Oh my God, Antoine's playing Elden Ring. I want to play Elden Ring. I want it to be easy. Why should I be stuck? Why should I have to all tab, look up a YouTube video, or look at my phone and waste my gaming time, right? I want to hit a button and hey, you say, hey, dude, you want to come help me? And the cool thing is, as somebody who is working from home, right, like make some cool online friends who are like, oh, hey, Peter from Australia. Oh, this is how you solve this grid. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, do you want to play The Division 2 sometime? Yeah, sure, why not? Right. No, I can't meditate hitting players. That's time. I think even that's that is a great idea, right? If you're making content to help somebody, like that's fantastic. That's what we do, right? We're making content to help people and keep people informed, and we're gonna get paid before the end of the year, one way or another, right? So why not? I like optimism. That again, for me, it's essential. Cupids, fair enough. It's insanely hard, and any tips is good to take. Casual games, which are already casual. Just casualize then even more. Why not? You need every kind of taste in the world. Oh. Exactly that. It's just like some people, for something, right? Some people play Cuphead. They're like, oh my God, this is too Easter. And some people like like me and like you try Cuphead. Oh my God, why? Why? Okay, then let's move on to my third story, which is Steam family sharing. Gamers, Myrtle Age gamers, did you know you can save money and not pay for extra games? Because... Do you have a brother or sister or cousin? And do you not live in the same countries? And wonderful thing, right, is that with Steam Family Sherry, uh, Mr. Gray, you have the wrong video. What? This is the one you uploaded, right? Oh, sorry. My mistake. No worries. I will start again. This is the one I recorded yesterday because I could not find a way to cheat out this video. Okay, take two. Gamers, did you know? Steam family sharing is a thing. Are you a Steam user? Do you have a brother or sister in another country? Guess what? You can double or triple your Steam family collection. To give you a good example, right? My Steam collection was probably about 400 games, maybe like a few years ago when we started doing this. And when Steam family sharing launched, I'm like, cool. And let's, I talked to my brothers and I looked online. I'm like, hey, and let's share our games and the cool thing is you don't actually have to be family i can adam i can actually share my steam collection with adam right? and adam i'm not related you can see that by the color of our skin i can't believe i said that you know that we could be cousins <laughs> exactly but you know so you don't have to be family it's just like netflix right just like disney plus like i share my disney plus with some friends netflix as well even though netflix is clubbing down on that steam has not mentioned that so the way Steam family sharing works is like I, if I shared my collection with Adam, Adam can see all the games I have. He can install any game I have on his computer that would run at his computer as long as I'm not playing it at the same time. So as soon as Adam installs a game, I'm like, hey, Adam is playing Project Zomboid. And okay, so that means I can't play it. But if you have, if you're a little gamer like us, and you've been a Steam member since 15 years ago, you have a lot of games. So if Adam's playing this game, you have a lot of choices about this stuff to play. So it's a great way to test the game. And there is no, it's not like the Steam demo time, right? Which is 90 minutes or something. Right? So if Adam plays something for my Steam collection, he can play it forever and he can finish it and not have to buy the game, which might sound bad, right? I guess it is bad in some ways, right? 
But yeah, a really fast, efficient way. All it is, you go to file settings as you're watching the video, if you're watching the YouTube live stream right now, uh, click family sharing. You invite somebody who's already esteemed friend and they have to accept, you have to accept. And then from then, they're authorized to see your entire Steam collection. When you click on library in Steam, you can see their collection and your collection. And that, then you're good to go. That's it. So when you set up who's in your family, there's got to be restrictions there. Like you can't just be swapping people in and out left and right. That I'm not 100% sure. I'm not swapped anybody. Like we set this up like as soon as Steam Family Sharing was launched a few years ago and just never like updated it. But like whenever my brother buys a game, hey, my brother's Steam name was Dr. Z. Hey, Dr. Z, hey, just bought this game. Oh, it's now available in your Steam library or whenever I buy something. My brother sees it's available in their Steam library. So it's a really cool, really fast. Like this should not take you longer than 60 seconds for you to set up. So Antoine and his brother could do it and share their Steam library, right? And it's a really great way to try out some new games and being middle-aged gamers and being able to write, hey, I play this through my brother Antoine's account. I'm going to buy it to support the developer. Why not? How many people can you have in your family? Five, just like Disney+. Plus. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it's pretty good. And and that, like Ray, you could share, I could share my Steam collection to you guys if you want it as well. And yeah, and I'm guessing you can't be, like for instance, if you added your brothers and you already have five people in your family and I create my own family, I wouldn't be able to add you to my family because you're already in one. Again, no, I should have looked all of this stuff up, but no, I just- Otherwise like, we just make a family chain. <laughs> but I'm sure Steam has some restrictions. I'm sure they have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's funny enough. I don't know too many beyond. I don't know anybody who's using Steam family sharing beyond my brothers and I. Like, hands. Like, I know you are not using that as well, despite you having a fair. I'm the only real gamer, and oh, my youngest brother. But I don't know. He has a new kid, so I don't know how much he games these days. Yeah, no. I even my brother. I mean, beyond my brothers, I know they're not Steam family sharing with anybody else. And it's also, I think, because of our age group or so. Like, you Steam family share once. Like, I think I've used Steam family sharing six times in the last three years since we started it, just because I have an extensive collection as well. And now with the Switch, yeah, I know. It's also maybe for our demographic, maybe this is also another thing. So on top of your black backlog, you add also people backlogs as well. <laughs> exactly, Antoine. I would think our demographic would be <laughs> yeah, part of the core, parents sharing with their children. Yeah, and that would make sense. Hey, I already have a collection and my kids want to play, why not? Yeah, exactly. Especially maybe a little bit older than us, I would think would be part of the core demographic, especially because with Antoine, the kids are living in the house, but I would think older parents whose kids are going off to college and that sort of thing would be a core demographic where your families are split up across multiple households. That makes sense. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Antoine's third story, if he has one. No, he doesn't. All right, Adam's third story. My third one was going to be the FTC ones. <laughs> I don't oh, know either. okay. So my third story... Wonderful. That's why I got confused and hit the wrong video. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, everyone's videos are done. We're on Korean's last video. But no, we were on your riddle. <laughs> okay, so as usual, hot and trending topics. You guys are very curious about NVIDIA's RTX 4060. And with good reason as well, like it is the current mid-range suggested graphics card. And just to summarize it for people, right? So if you're thinking about buying a graphics card, I know a lot of you are like, okay, I have a 3000 series graphics card, similar to me, right? I have a 3070 Ti. Do I want to get a 4070 Ti? What is the difference, right? So if you're watching the live stream and you should be on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, right? You can see this is from NVIDIA's own channel as well. This shows some of the, like, the difference in frame rate and 
empowering you. So it is hot everywhere in the Northern Hemisphere. You do want to try and be conservative with how much power you're using. So as usual, and I've talked about this in previous videos, newer series of graphics cards have smaller GPUs, which means they use less power. They're using less power which saves you money at the end of two months or one month, however often you pay your electricity bill. The 4060, right, is a clock speed of 2.4 gigahertz. The 3660 is 1.78. The 3060 has more RAM, though, that doesn't, that kind of helps, right, with higher resolution games. So if you're a 4K gamer, more RAM means you get to play 4K games better. You need at least 8 gigabytes of video RAM to play 4K games. The price point, though, the 4060 is only $300, which is pretty damn cheap for a card. Now, I will say that these graphics cards are not going to get you 4K. These are mid-tier, just mid-tier games. So these are going to get you 1440p. I remember seeing a lot of this, like, for some games, you'll get really good 1440p, like 120 frames per second. Some games, like Cyberpunk, unfortunately, going back to what Antron's talked about as well, will only get you 30, just 30 frames per second with being the latest mid-tier graphics card. And this is solely on CD Projekt Red. But yeah, no, if you have a 3060, the overall decision deciding point is what's the difference right what benefit i'm going to get by upgrading you're only going to get a few 10 15 frames per second that's it that's the difference with most games again going back to on what antron said with starfield as well right if you're getting a mid-tier md card upgrading from old mid-tier cards so this will do really good if you're preparing for Starfield. Right? if you're playing a game like this shows the returnal trail right returnal again optimized for video cards if you had an old 30 series card, you want to play Returnal a little bit better or maybe a lot better for NVIDIA. Yeah, that's a good way to go. So, yep, basically TLDR. If you have a two series graphics card, buy a four series graphics card. If you have a three series graphics card and you're a big fan of Returnal or some other sort of NVIDIA optimized games, yes, get it. Otherwise, no, it's not worth it. You can wait another series. Like I have a 30 series card. I will probably switch this out next year for a 5 series AMD card because I do want to switch to all AMD because the other side of the coin is that if you have all AMD everything AMD has specific tech that allows you to get an extra 10-15% performance in gaming and in workloads if you have everything AMD in your So what if you have a 10 series card like me? Yeah of course basically if you're more than two generations behind you should have updated you guys, I mean, you guys are not like Antoine is busy as well. And Adam has a PlayStation 5, which he plays most of his games. No, but to be honest, I have a 1660 Ti and I Diablo 4 very well. I'm not playing well, Starship, but uh, Starship is new, which is very high uh, CPU or cyberpunk or something like this. Unless you have a very poor, angry game. Going back to Diablo point, like Diablo is one of those games that is purposely optimized because. Lots of people who like Diablo don't have amazing PCs. Do we know? Because we talked about big games being AMD exclusives. But as you said, they are playing catch-up. Do we know about what the market share between AMD and NVIDIA? Because in May, this was always like NVIDIA was far in front, like 70% of the market. You saw the right. They're still far ahead. AMD's caught up. In what AMD's done a big way is caught up on the CPU market. now. So they've climbed up. I remember the last time it was like, they were like 10% 10 years ago. They're now like 30 something percent. And they're doing big okay. servers and stuff. Our graphics cards, they're still fairly behind, even though their graphics cards have come a long way. 
I mean, because I saw this story, and this reminds me of Adam and Battleborn, and this is going to make a good short. PC Gamer asked this earlier this week, but it is only Tuesday, right? Or Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. So they said, what's one game you'd like them to remake? And let's start with Anton first. Anton, what's a game you'd like them to remake that they killed already? Okay, so go ahead and first. I answered this question on Twitter. I said Cheetah Blade for sure. Yeah, and Battleborn would be up there, but Bushido Blade would be my number one choice. I'd also tell us why Bushido Blade. Because there's no game like it. It was unique in the sense that it was every other game, pretty much fighting game, uses some sort of life mechanic where you have a life bar that goes from 100% down to 0%. Or you do something a little bit different, like, for instance, the Super Smash, where you have a percentage where each, the higher your percentage, the more impact you receive from a hit. But Bushido Blade was, it was, you have, you take one hit, you're dead. So it was very much about blocking and parrying and that sort of thing. So it was, granted, a lot of it was auto-block back then. But it was just one of those things where it was just, uh, yeah, there's nothing that's been really like that. I mean, it'd be like playing, like people enjoy the Dark Souls games for their mechanics, right? The blocking, the parrying, the dodging. It's like, basically imagine a PvP game. It's that mechanic, it's those mechanics, but you make one mistake, you die. But the other guy makes one mistake, he dies. Yeah, and then it just, because of that, it just makes the it just refreshes the sessions really quickly so you can just do it over and over and over and over again and just counts how many times you kill the guy yeah there's just there's no game like that and i think there should be that is the perfect short thank you Antoine. all right give me another short what's your game that you'd like to be remade i think we already talked about it before and then my answer is that gents it's total annihilation sorry for accent but yes that's i don't even know how to qualify this game but this game like a written revenge some very old, old-fashioned game that no, nobody would play that anymore. But at the time, especially playing with three of the friends, that was fantastic. Because you play, you make a strategy to attack other players, and your armies, actually, when you destroy somebody's army, is just drop metal out of the ground that you go to recycle to add to your own resources. Just that concept itself was fantastic at the time. Especially when you had like hundreds of helicopters attacking and you're really trying to save your base and finally kill them and up all these sweet resources coming right to your gates. That was cool. There was plenty of strategy in this and I'd love to have a remake of this. Me too. And now that's cool. I just found like people like these, like I just download the trailer, put it on top of what you just said, and then we have a wonderful short and people love that stuff apparently. Very cool. All right. So Adam, given your crazy schedule, we saw you stream once this week. Any possibility of further streaming this week? Yeah, I'm going to try to be streaming on my Monday and Thursday evenings. So probably Thursday evening, which should be Thursday morning in the West, stateside, get at the side. Yes, yes. yes. Antoine, what about you? Are you playing? Do you have time to play? Considering you just got back and you're going back to work like crazy. No, I'm not that much, really. No, I'm just trying to think, feel, basically, if we want to be monetized by the end of the year, we need more long video. I'm trying to think what kind of long video would work. Because I know that the Fubia one was, uh, the first one worked well, so that one not so much. I still have, anyway, some uh, to release. Whether it work on it, 7, 6, I affect the channel too much. So I'm going to release that in the next, in the coming months. But yeah, we need to try to think of a good format which would work and wrecking the hours. Yep. Then the cool thing is that we did hear from YouTube's own representative saying, hey, 
bad videos don't hurt your channel. So the more you try, the more it works. The only thing that's going to hurt is just our time. That's it. So that's something to keep in mind for any middle-aged gaming and creator. But with that, we'll call today's show to a close. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And you know, you guys are decently loving Spotify, so why not? Keep an eye for the podcast. Keep an eye for the videos. Again, one video drops every single day, right? Every single day you get to watch one of us talk about something we care about, something you're probably passionate about. So please make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you do hit that notification icon because otherwise you will never know when a new video drops, right? It's just going to appear on your feed occasionally or luckily, right? If you're playing to the algorithm gods. But yeah, we'd love to see more engagement, to love to see more subscribers. And then we'll see you guys same time next week, Wednesday, Tuesday, depending on your time. Good night.